Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program, a State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? Good day, Robert. This is kind of the season here where normally we're stretching for information because our friends at the State House have, well, they put in their three months gym. They've they're cashing their checks and they've said we've, well, we've done our part on behalf of the uh, people of the state of Indiana. Yeah, it. Um, what you used to do was it like summer vacation for you? You were a senator for thirty years. Well, uh, for me, uh, it was almost like from the pan to the fire. Out of the frying pan and into the fire? Yeah, because uh, I, I just went back to work. Our family owned a, a company in town, and we had 160 employees, and uh, there was no rest for the wicked. And and so I just went back to work, and I love May. Don't you love May? Well, for this state, it's the Indy 500. Yes. It's Memorial Day, which is very, mm-hmm. uh, very uh, you know. Flowers big, are big, blooming. Big deal. It's warming. Um. So let's talk about a host of issues here. Number one is this article, uh, Axios. Well, now a bevy of news outlets have reported on it. And it is Eric Doden, this guy who is running for the governor of the state of Indiana on the Republican side. By the way, have you ever seen a guy? It's one thing if, hey, so-and-so enters as the ultimate front runner and he or she is... 30 points ahead of the field in polling, and that person has just largely disappeared because if they don't make a mistake, if they just hang out in their garage and run some effective t- TV ads, they'll be the governor. Have you ever seen or a the guy- president. Well, you're right. That's <laughs> very good, Jim. In this case, you ever seen a guy who, by and large, the populace doesn't know who he is. Now, there's people in the political class who know who he is because he was the economic development director under Pence, right? Yes, yes. And... But by and large, the average person has no idea who this guy is. And he has raised a fairly sizable amount of money because he has a lot of business contacts. Yet, he's almost nowhere to be found. No, he isn't. And uh, he's nowhere to be found. And uh, he's from Fort Wayne. Eric Doden is a is a nice chap. Uh, you met him? Oh, I know him. Oh, yeah, yeah that's I, right. You were in the government back then. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's very nice. Uh, his family is very successful in business. Uh, however, if I was in his shoes, you'd be sick of me by now. Well, yeah. Well, no one could get sick of you. You're one of the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> well, I would be rolling all sorts of policy decisions out by now. So, and- Well, so I was going to say, full, full disclosure, I met with this guy at his request back in... I guess this was January. I think it was January. Maybe maybe February. I don't know. Sometime this year. Yeah, and we had an off-the-record conversation, so I won't reveal it here. I will say I gave him 
the things that he needed to do in order to make himself noticed. And if he did the things and he has enough money to make himself noticed, he could be the next governor of the state of Indiana. He has done absolutely none of those things. So I don't know why he wanted to meet with me because everything I told him has been to this point totally ignored. Well, <clears throat> I'm I'm just not really sure where his campaign's been or where it's going. And and the whole idea of coming out of Fort Wayne with well-funded, possibly himself self-funding, uh, plus uh, the city of Fort Wayne and the businesses there have been very supportive of him. I I I really don't understand why uh, all this time, and this goes for all the governor candidates, really, uh, that that you haven't made an impression on the state of Indiana of exactly where you want to take it. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. And I want to get into that with you in a second on how all three of these candidates so far, I mean, they, they're just, they stink. Well, they're they've, boring. They've squandered the time. They're boring. Yeah. Uh, there's really not a governor race going on right now. You have three announced yeah. candidates, but, um, and yet, uh, Suzanne Cry- Crouch made a, a, um, a good presentation of her, her interests in mental health issues during this last session of the General Assembly. Um, but for all practical purposes, we really don't know who all three of these people are. Yeah. So Doden, Eric Doden is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, like I said, I, I'm working off Axios, but there were a bevy of news agencies that have now reported this. Is bevy this. the word of the day? It's a lot. Have I used it more than once already? Twice. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Already? It's a good name. It's a good word. Well, that's a, it means a lot. It's a, it does mean a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're wordsmiths. You'll appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But he has got this proposal that essentially would allow the state of Indiana to take over part of downtown Indianapolis. <laughs> you worked in the state house for 30 years. You wanted to be the mayor of Indianapolis. You were the previous Republican nominee to be the mayor of Indianapolis. So I think you're uniquely qualified to this. While Indianapolis has a bevy <laughs> of problems. Yes. I mean, too many to list in this 30-minute show. That's between the people of Indianapolis and their elected officials. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, You know, because if you start letting the state take over places, and let's face it, our state don't exactly have a great track record recently <laughs> of efficient, effective government. It never ends. Yes. And, um, you know, God bless Eric Doden. Uh, bless his heart. I, I I just don't understand. This, this is on, this is in silly town. And, and as issues go, and the whole idea of focusing in on Indianapolis and taking really taking over some of the responsibilities of the city of Indianapolis just doesn't float. And I'm sure if I'm Jefferson Shreve, I'm just kind of shaking my head and uh, and, and wondering. Of course, we know Jefferson Shreve is candidate for mayor in this year's uh, municipal election in the city of Indianapolis, and I I. We, we've seen legislators, senators, and representatives from Indianapolis, not this past session as much as last session, uh, try to uh, guide guide issues in Indianapolis, and it just doesn't work. And, and should I have become the mayor of Indianapolis, one of my 
uh, one of my guiding lights would have been efficiency in working with the state of Indiana so that uh, we're all plowing the right snow. Uh, we're, uh, we're working with the state police. We're, we're, our social services are, are, are um, cohesive with the state of Indiana. And, but that's a mayor candidate working with the state. And uh, we all know that when Indianapolis was kind of, well, kind of, not kind of, but under attack in May 2020, you were on the circle. Yes, I was here. And um, the and night the, of and the days after. Right. And the governor kept on saying, well, the mayor hadn't called me. The mayor hadn't called me. So there is a, a certain uh, technique, there's a certain nuance to government that the that the city has to ask for help from the national guard or or from the state police yeah but but there's also a difference too and we'll get to the nuts and bolts of this proposal here in just a second there's one thing to say the city is under attack this moron mayor who knows where he's at because uh, isn't it amazing jim no one still knows where Joe Hogs that was during the riots, and nobody in the media will ask him, "Dude, where were you?" Well, I mean, we all know where he was, but nobody will ask him, "Where were you?" Right. And and the second question is 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 why did you keep us locked down so much that people were going out to dinner in Carmel? Yeah. And and so there are a lot of questions that that. Uh, Jefferson Shreve and the media but, have to start pounding on. Yeah, but and, it, and it, I think it's important because well, you know, what's going to happen in the future? You're absolutely right. But my point on that was, it's one thing for your city, your capital city's under attack, and nobody knows where the mayor is, and he's doing nothing to stop it. Holcomb should have sent in the National Guard there. He yes. should have not asked any questions. If the city is under siege, it's one thing to act unilaterally and not wait for discussion. This guy, Doden, and then, hey, everybody, it goes back to where it was because clearly lives were lost, you know, millions upon millions of dollars of destruction, infrastructure, business destruction. You you can't let that happen. But this proposal Doden has is in time of peace, air quote, because it's really actually never peaceful downtown Indianapolis. (laughs) But, you know, there's not a riot going on. He's proposing essentially the state just takes over downtown. Yeah. Well, let's take these these two things one at a time. With with uh, Governor Holcomb, the state of Indiana owns a lot of property downtown. Monument Circle, he had every right to stay the, uh, send the state police in that night and shut it off. Shut off War Memorial, Memorial the War Memorial Plaza. Shut off the state house and protect those edifices that uh, the state of Indiana actually owns. Now, with with in regards to Doden, in in quote unquote peacetime, uh, to 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 come in and say this is what we're going to do, uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So under this proposal, according to Axios, Doden they call it a I guess he's calling it a capital zone would give the state responsibility to pay for and control infrastructure projects in the Mile Square. So. Essentially, I mean, we're here at 40 Monument Circle, our area, and then, you know, basically, you know, multiple blocks over from us. I mean, that is the core of the city. The state of Indiana would then just, I guess, be responsible for everything. Well, how's that going to work? It it isn't. And, you know, the branding of a capital zone. It sounds like escape from Indianapolis instead of escape from in, in New York, and 
and you know, it sounds like danger zone. It sounds like, you know, the city has completely crumbled and the state of Indiana has to come in and do it uh, and, and, and um, save it. And it, it, it's, it just, it's, uh, it's just wrong headed, I think. And um, now if, I just it, it's hard to believe that a governor candidate, with all the problems that the state of Indiana has, that uh, he or she can focus in on. You're talking about infrastructure in Marion County. Yeah, well, so isn't it interesting? And again, I'm not going to get into the details of what I told this guy because it was an off the record conversation. You know, Jim, even though I'm a very loud mouthed person, if you tell me something, you know, off the record, I'm very good at keeping it absolutely uh, keeping it and sources and everything else. Of and, course, and and we were not in a in a broadcaster uh, candidate interview setting. He was just asking my me my opinions on things. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: I am floored that when there is a made-for issue right in front of all of these candidates for governor, which is property taxes, which we hear from people every day that they are outraged over, and it is supposedly right in the wheelhouse of the Republican Party, which is supposed to be the party of low taxes and limited government, who rode the property tax issue to the super, what would become the supermajorities in 2008-2010, that you're proposing these, making these bizarre, front and center these bizarro proposals about taking over downtown or now teachers don't have to pay taxes and no one including this doden guy is addressing the made for issue which is property taxes it's it's made for tv you know it, it it's it's a incredibly uh, i don't like the term juicy Oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's on this on Sunday mornings, Jim. It's fine. Use whatever term you want. Well, it, it, it it's 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 made for TV. It's made for hashtags. It's made for social media, and this is an issue that you have been talking about for a year. Uh, I started recognizing this and and suggesting that at least they put a game plan together in this special session that went on last summer. I mean, there, there it was. It's, it was ripe for discovery, ripe for discovery, and I, I don't. I it, it just. I don't know if it's tone deafness, or or it, it, the the direction of his campaign. I, I it, it's just kind of tough to understand. Um, you know, all three candidates have kind of flown right by it. You know, here's what I think it is, Jim. And again, I will, I will say this, having met this guy, and I was, I was somewhat optimistic when I met with this guy and had a conversation with him going in and even maybe coming out a little bit, hey, this guy seems like he's a, he's not an outsider. Clearly, you don't become the head of the Economic Development uh, Corporation or whatever that's called. Is yeah, that right? App- is that what it- it's the apparatus. Uh, yeah, the well, Indiana Economic De- uh, Development Corporation. Yeah, I got it right. Okay, right. perfect. You don't become the head of that without being uber connected. So I wasn't under, uh, it's not naive that this is Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack coming in here. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I was... Optimistic, okay, this guy, at least compared to Braun and Suzanne, is an outsider, and maybe he'll listen, and maybe he'll latch on to some new different ideas. But it is very clear, and he's got insider people running his campaign, that he is listening to the wrong people, and he's go- people are telling him what to do, and these ideas, at least to me, I mean, if they are his own, these are very weird that these are the things that are your own, especially if you're a quote-unquote business guy. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it's yeah, interesting it, to me is odd. because 
uh, early on when he announced his campaign, I didn't really hear about the announcement, but what I was told is that he's going to concentrate on on small-town Indiana, local issues, how um, you, you know, Indianapolis is the economic engine, economic engine of the state of Indiana, along with the universities. But he was going to go to uh, the smaller communities and and promote the economic development there, so that the uh, you know there's blood flowing through the total body, if you will, of the state. And um, and, and Indiana is made up of 300 communities, and we saw during the pandemic that there was just uneven communication. Uh, broadband is not throughout the state. Uh, we're, we're very, very, uh, uh, compared to other, other, all the other 49, we're in terrible shape in that regard, although we're trying to work on that. And, and there's just so many issues that you can discuss about um, promoting small-town Indiana. And that's really what Indiana actually is. And I have not heard a word. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program of State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government, uh, talking a little bit about the some of the people running for governor today. We just mentioned to Eric Doden. Let's talk about the rumor. I don't know if you've even heard this. I'm just going to hit you with it because I think this might be fun. <laughs> the rumor is Curtis Hill is going to run for governor. Good. Oh, you apparently were not aware of that. No, I didn't know that. But, uh, we ran over that we were going to talk about the Doden thing, and we did not go over that. <laughs> now, look, here on the service, you would there's, say- There's room at the table. Well, okay, so this is my, my because I wanted to get kind of your gut reaction. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, I got an enormous smile on my face. Well, you know, I've now heard this from multiple people, and they're not, you know, fringe people. They're very informed people, and so I feel somewhat comfortable that he is at least- very carefully calculating this. So Curtis Hill was the attorney general before Todd Rokita. He he was a, a thorn in the side, I think it's safe to say, of the Holcomb administration. His political career was kind of undone on an alleged incident in a bar in which he may or may not have given unwanted contact towards patrons in the bar. That's so diplomatic of you. Well, you know, when it involves the law, Jim, I'm a very dip- diplomatic person. Yes. And look, right I, I have said very clearly, I think Curtis Hill, I'm torn on this because I think he got a total raw deal in the sense, I mean, you look at, he was cleared of any criminal wrongdoing. He was cleared of any ethical wrongdoing. Holcomb's person investigated him. Holcomb hates the guy. And even the, you know, the ethics, uh, what was it? I think it was the inspector general, cleared him of any ethical wrongdoing. There was a lawsuit against him that I believe was thrown out. The only thing that Curtis Hill was hit on, and this is hilarious to me, is that he didn't re- reach the, or live up to, or however you want to phrase it, the attorneys are supposed to be held to higher standards than the rest of us. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> and he got, didn't he get his law license? Something happened where he, he his law license, was it suspended or something like that for a very brief period of time? There was some entanglement there, but he, yeah. But he, but he never had to stop being the attorney general. And ultimately, he lost in the in the in at the convention, mm-hmm. the virtual convention, mm-hmm. to Rokita. Right. 
I think he got a raw deal on all of that because I think it was a political hit job. However, I also think it was very irresponsible of him to put himself in that position when you are the attorney general. Yeah, there's a certain there's a certain level of behavior and you you stay out of situations such as that. And uh he also ran for Congress. Well, so I was going to get to that. So he then, he kind of disappeared for a while, and then he decided he was going to run for Congress when Jackie Walorski passed away. He got, I think he got second. There was like 93 people running for that seat. <laughs> he got second. Rudy Yockum, who was the Walorski family's hand-chosen person, won. But it's still a loss. I mean, yes. even if you get second out of 93 people, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And you're running against a guy who was hand-chosen by the family of the recently deceased congressman. It's still a loss. So the last two things in people's memory are, hey, you're that attorney general who had a cloud of scandal over him, and then you lost when you ran for Congress. Mm-hmm. I still think the three people running, for, all that being said, I still think the three people running for governor are so pathetically boring and uninspiring he might have a chance. I, I think he should. <laughs> oh. I think he should run. And um, not that I'm going to support him, but uh, I think he should run because Curtis has a voice. Uh, he is from northern, northern Indiana. Elkhart, right? Yes. Yes. And and, and you, then so you're spreading it around the state. You know, The uh, uh, U.S. Senator Mike Braun is from Jasper. Uh, we know uh, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch is from Evansville. We know, oh, I think we know, uh, that Mr. Doden is from Fort Wayne. And, it, you know, Elkhart's got to have a, a seat at the table <laughs> in, in South Bend there. And so, you know, it's um, more the merrier. And I think, I think, you know, we talk about this all the time. We want these individuals to talk about the future of Indiana, talk about issues that are affecting our performance for the state of indiana and and how we how we can take care of hoosiers in in um, a dignified way and and as well as how you're going to make state of indiana and its government efficient that people get the bang for their buck that you have a uh, a sense of where property taxes are going and with this onslaught of the assessment uh what you're going to do about it there are so many things that need to be talked about and and follow through on and find the solutions that uh, the more the voices the better what's the path i mean you didn't run for governor yet but yeah but you you understand the lay of the land so if you're curtis hill and you got three people already in who have basically i mean as we pointed out they haven't been working effectively very much for the past year but they have been working i mean suzanne crouch is rolling out establishment endorsements like they're going out of style greg pence larry bouchon oh there was someone i saw the other day that they were throwing out there well uh, the mayor of evansville where she's from yeah well good yeah. good for her yeah well that that's a no-brainer <laughs> um but but uh, so i mean th- these people have been laying they've been fundraising they've been laying the groundwork they've been doing all these things they haven't been laying any groundwork. okay very good yeah just just the fundraising which are the uh, for our listeners the uh, governor candidates, statewide candidates, no candidates in the state of Indiana, other than municipal, uh, can raise money during a budget session of the General Assembly. So they had to stop fundraising on January 6th, and then they could start back up uh, once the session is over. Uh, and, and constitutionally, it has to be over this year, April 29, 
I don't remember the day they they uh, signed. He died, if you will. They adjourned, but uh, uh, they can they could start up fundraising the next day after that. That uh, other than uh, Suzanne has crisscrossed. Lieutenant Governor Crouch has has crisscrossed the state three or four times, uh, and we get emails from U.S. Senator Braun. Uh, and we know Doden has a couple of issues out there that really haven't made a difference. That's about all their campaigns are. But U.S. Senator Braun says we're not Washington, D.C. I mean, this it, is what he's doing out there. When it comes to, if we were to say the scandal is the thing hanging over Curtis Hill, well, his scandal's way less than Trump. And Trump's the overwhelming front runner for the Republican nomination for president. So it doesn't even matter anymore. I mean, there was yeah, a time politics where, has changed so much. I mean, there was a time where you would say, wow, that's going to be really tough, even though you weren't obviously, he was never you know, arrested at anything, never tried for anything, never, uh, you know, cleared of ethics. You would say, well, that's the, the idea of the scandal is still out there. And because so, we talk about it, I mean, but, it, but I don't think it matters anymore. I, I think I think he has an opportunity when we're talking about Curtis Hill former attorney general of the state of Indiana, I think he has a very good opportunity to reintroduce himself. And uh, and, and there will be a tagline in there somewhere yeah. if he ran into situations. Uh, <laughs> I ran into situations. Yeah. To, but, of my own making. <laughs> right. But, but, I mean, you, you know, just if people are putting their people, putting their kids to bed at night, making sure that homework is done. They got to be at work, or, or they got to be online by eight thirty or nine o'clock in the morning. People are so concerned about their own, uh, their own lives that they really don't know what happened last week, much less two or three years ago. Well, and, and so I'm, he has an opportunity to reintroduce himself. And I've always found it fascinating too, because the Indiana Republican Party has—I don't know what the name of it is—it's this big diversity initiative. Yes, There's a, classes or yeah. whatever. There's a big. Uh, they're, they're, they have this big diversity initiative. And uh, they had the first elected, they being the Republicans, had the first elected African-American to statewide office. And the establishment wing of the Republican Party, Holcomb, you know, and his merry band of misfits, we all know the characters, couldn't wait to throw this guy under the bus Mm -hmm. fast enough. Mm And I've always found that fascinating that we're supposedly supposed to be this party that is promoting diversity and we're all about diversity and we've, we've got to get more diversity in the party. And then you had the first elected African-American to statewide office who beat everybody else in the state in terms of total votes, including, I think, I think including Trump. And yet you just totally de- just totally derailed the guy. Well, uh, to be fair, uh, Whitley came on way after Curtis was thrown under the bus. And I think her uh, her ascendancy to the political world uh, came from my mayor campaign, and she's a wonderful human being, and she really understands Republican politics, and I think has has uh, changed changed the party uh, incredibly. She actually speaks at Lincoln Day dinners as a guest speaker, and and this may be uh, when, when uh, Chairman Hupfer hired her it may be a result of of what happened with curtis hill and uh so wait 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 those guys throw curtis under the bus and then they go well we've got to get more diverse we got a problem here (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> well, well that, that, may, may, you know, may, that's so convoluted that that probably actually makes sense in the, in the, in the modern Indiana Republican Party. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, we got about, uh, oh, we got about 30 seconds left here. What are you working on these days? Oh, I'm working on a lot of different things. I'm, I, I'm constantly writing op-eds and, and also Merit in the Morning. Brad Kloffenstein, Kloffenstein and I. Kloffenstein, yeah, yes. we love Brad. We, we, uh, we're constantly talking to different individuals about all uh, all types of walks, walks of life. And I'm also talking about uh, uh, Jim Merritt's Indiana, where we have podcasts. And I can be found on YouTube. And I can be found on Facebook. And Jim underline Merritt uh, with, uh, is my Twitter handle. Well, we love you. You're a national treasure, and uh, we wish you were the mayor of Indianapolis. Jim Merritt, thank you, my friend. Happy May. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Jim on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt, and be sure to check out his fabulous podcast, Merritt in the Morning. You can find it over on YouTube and Facebook by searching Merritt in the Morning. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall. At Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon. Weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC in Indianapolis. And we appreciate all of those of you who listen via the podcast or on the radio. Thanks for being with us. Our goal here is to inform you and keep you up to date on the latest that's happening with state government and local politics in central Indiana and do it in a way that's entertaining and Hopefully we do that each week. For Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.